Hello, I'm Mac Frazier, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I am going to do something a little bit different. Instead of talking to somebody else about something interesting, instead of talking to you directly about whatever's on my mind, I'm going to be sharing a work of fiction with you. It, this work doesn't have a title yet, and uh, that's something to fix, I suppose. Um, but yeah, my plan is uh, I've got this this novel I've been working on for a while now, and it's kind of dragging. And so I thought maybe if I started occasionally sharing a chapter of it, this would give me motivation to get moving and uh, keep working on it before my recordings of the chapters catch up with my actual draft. If this kind of thing is really not for you, then go ahead and just skip this episode. If this kind of thing is very, very much what you're looking for, then I'm honestly surprised that you started listening to me. But hey, this is what we're going to be doing today and from time to time. It won't be every week necessarily, uh, but that's what we're doing this week. So without further ado, an untitled novel. Eddie Aronson didn't have much time left. He worked quickly and intensely at the middle of three keyboards spread out across the cluttered table in the hot apartment he'd called home ever since moving to Los Angeles. Loud 1980s techno-industrial music banged relentlessly out of a small but powerful set of speakers next to one of several monitors. Eddie grabbed a rag from the table in front of him and wiped the perspiration from his forehead. He really needed to upgrade to somewhere where the air conditioning actually worked properly if he was going to continue doing this sort of work. On and under desks surrounding him on three sides were five computers he had built himself over the past year, plus a cheap laptop he bought for testing purposes. Eddie paused, looking at the rag in his hand, then threw it back down on the desk and went back to typing. He only needed to change one other source file before he could shut everything down. But he needed to work quickly. Eddie paused again, his hands hovering over the keyboard. Reluctantly, he moved over to the keyboard on his left and hit Alt-Tab. On the left monitor, an output screen from a debugger program was replaced with his email program. His most recent message was open, and he read it again for the third time that night. It was just one line. And he needed to get done quickly, but fear was starting to overtake him. He could feel it. His brain was locking up. The room seemed to darken at the edge of his vision as he stared at that ominous message. Shaking himself loose from the closing grip of his emotions, he returned to the center keyboard and the lines of code on the monitor in front of it. Eddie forced himself to not think about anything beyond the immediate task at hand. He already had the encryption program set up correctly, and the hardware checked out as good in the simulation he had just run. He just needed to finish this last bit of the program and be able to put it to use. Finally, he was done. He clicked Compile, and when the dialog came up, he whacked the entry key to accept the default settings. It wasn't a long program, and it compiled quickly. The compiler dropped the newly generated file onto his hard drive, and he then flashed it to the computer chips and the two small dongles he had plugged into the front of the computer, under the desk to his right. Almost done. Then what would he do? And he wasn't certain what his full plan ought to be. First, he had to put the file somewhere safe, and then he had to go away, go into hiding somewhere, disappear. 
After that, he figured he'd contact someone, but he had no idea who. Who could possibly know what to do with what he had? Now that the hex file was uploaded to both devices, it was time to use them. He reached down by his right leg and pulled both from the two USB ports that they were plugged into, then plugged them into two of the four ports on the front of the computer on his left. The red LED on the end of each one flickered briefly, then went out for a second, flickered briefly again, then each began slowly pulsing on and off. Good. Both were working. He then closed the email program on the monitor on the left, opened the web browser, selected the address field, typed from memory, ic3nh2zujw2bwy.onion, and hit the return key. Up came the entry page for the hidden file sharing service he had been working on. Almost done. Then he could get out of here. Eddie dragged a video file from the computer's desktop to a box in the middle of the browser page. A scroll bar began filling as the file uploaded to the hidden server. The full video was seven minutes long, and the anonymous network he was using was slower than the public web most people are familiar with. He had a few minutes to wait. He'd seen the video several times straight through. It didn't frighten him any less with each viewing, and frankly, he didn't know why he still felt compelled to watch it again. Reluctantly, he hit a key to open a new blank browser window and drop the video file onto this page as well. The browser began playing the video. Eddie stared at the scene once more. His phone rang, and Eddie jumped. Instinctively, he closed the window playing the video and looked at his phone. He didn't recognize the number. Nervously, he answered the phone. Hello? Silence. Eddie raised his voice. Hey, who is this? And whoever it was hung up. Feeling panic rising up from his chest and into his throat, Eddie pushed back his desk chair and stood up. The progress bar on the screen was slowly approaching full. Just three more seconds. Two. One. Eddie reached with his left hand for the two devices sticking out of the front of the computer. His hand paused as he watched the red LED on one, then on the other, switch from a steady pulse to a fast flickering, then to a steady pulse again. And then both lights went dark. Eddie yanked the two devices out of the computer's ports. Then, with his right hand, he grabbed the computer's mouse and dragged the original video file onto the permanent delete app on the computer's desktop, then clicked OK on the dialog that popped up. As the computer overwrote the file so it could never be recovered, Eddie turned toward the door. He was about to put the pair of devices in his pocket when he heard heavy footsteps in the hall outside his apartment. Making a split-second decision, Eddie turned around again and dropped onto his hands and knees. Reaching down under the central table in his workspace, he pushed aside a cardboard box of papers and pried up the wooden square of flooring he had cut out to make his stash. Someone was trying to open his door. Heart pounding, Eddie dropped the dongles into the hole in the floor, replaced the square of flooring, and shoved the box back over the hiding place. The door crashed open. Eddie tried to stand up quickly, but bashed the back of his head on the table above him. Dazed, Eddie tried to refocus and back out from under the table. Suddenly, he felt cold fingers brush down the back of his neck as a hand grasped the back of his shirt collar and yanked. Eddie's head cracked against the edge of the table a second time, but now he was out from under it and sprawled on his back in the middle of the cramped room. He flailed his arms wildly above his head, trying to break the attacker's grip on his shirt. Something cold slashed across his forearm. Eddie kicked hard with his feet to push himself along the floor, trying for some slack on the grip behind and above him. Hot blood was spattered on his face. Was that his blood? Finally, he managed to twist around so that he was face down. 
He put his hands beneath him to try to push up to a standing position, but his left arm gave way painfully. His attacker released his grip on Eddie's shirt. Eddie started to scrabble away across the floor, but then two cold hands grabbed his shoulders, their fingers digging painfully into the flesh on either side of Eddie's neck. Suddenly, Eddie found himself turned over onto his back again, but this time he was face to face with his attacker. Ten minutes later, Eddie was dead. And that is the first chapter of this untitled novel. Uh, if you listened all the way through here, thanks for indulging me. And uh, check back in a week and maybe we'll have the next chapter or maybe not. Depends upon whether or not I come up with something else to talk about. I do actually want to uh, do an interview with someone on the topic of boredom, believe it or not because I think there's actually a lot of interesting stuff that one can discover when you think about boredom. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that done next week or not. And if not, then you can look forward to the next chapter. Until then, hope you guys are all having a great day, a great week, great life, whatever's going on with you, and I'll catch you later. Bye.